Hello, everybody, and welcome to Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? This is Keegs talking episode 65, our Saturday morning ASMR. Nick and I are going to jump in and finish up our cereal bracket by crushing two bowls of cereal each, and then we're going to talk video games. So big episode if you like cereal ASMR, big episode if you like video games. We're talking video game adaptations to TV shows. We're talking if you just got a console and you're trying to figure out how to play video games and your roommates are always around. And then we're jumping into Warzone, which is kind of taking the video games world by storm. We're talking how you should play Warzone. If you suck at Warzone like Nick, who sucks at all video games, what video games should we play? That's it for now. Let's buckle up. Get in the red light. Let's get weird. Episode 65. Let's hit the juice. What's up, everybody? It's, it's Keegs. Welcome to episode 65 of Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? A podcast about everything and nothing. We've got a lot going on this week. We are going to finish up our cereal bracket right now. We're going to finish. We're going to get to these two, these final two cereals. I guess final four. Hell yeah. Nick, what cereals are you repping? I've got Special K with red berries versus... Perennial Classic Cinnamon Toast yeah, Crunch. Yeah, that's an all-star lineup. Uh, I was reminded, I've, I have bought both my number one heroes, but I've been holding off from eating them. Because um, I'm too. going Reese's Puffs versus uh, Fruity Pebbles, as you can see behind me. Um, but So I did have some Cinnamon Toast Crunch this week, and I was reminded of the fact that it is just a, it's an unreal cereal. It's an unreal cereal. I, I don't regret honest, my choice of, of eliminating it in the last round, but it's a good cereal. Yeah, I'm thinking about... I mean, we, we should get into this, I guess, but what I'm thinking about is, like, Special K with Red Berries for me is such a workhorse mm. cereal. I'm so used to eating Special K with Red Berries that I am so much more excited about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't know if that weighs anything totally. for me, but, like, looking at it, I'm like, oh, Special K with Red Berries, that's a classic workday cereal. Well, I think it's a, it's easy to get a little cute with, with rankings when we're just flying through cereals. You know, when we're in our ivory gilded tower, our throne, as we talked about last week, where you kind of you get, in, you get a little fancy, where you're like, well, what's a better cereal? Yeah. But some cereals are just, like... They just get you going. They get you jazzed up, you know. They That's float your they, boat. Look at these guys. They're having. They're having. Yeah, that a guy's blast. jazzed up. No strawberries look like that. A, no, they don't. But yeah, yeah I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna count them out so, yet because yeah. I love red. So we're both doing this. We both. We've each got two bowls. Yep. I gotta. I gotta set yeah, up. Yeah. You so. set up while I do that. I've got two. There was a a realization that we made late in last episode, episode 64. You guys can still stream it. And you can find videos on here's a podcast. Are you happy now on Instagram? No apostrophe, no question mark. Maybe I use too much milk, which I think could be the case. So I'm trying to monitor. This is a lot of milk. It's eight ounces in each glass. Don't want to drink all this milk. Is that a perfect eight ounces? These cow glasses are actually a perfect eight ounce, believe it or not. Because growing up as a type 1 diabetic, you, you learn what eight ounces is. Because how much juice you have to drink when mom gives you too much wow. insulin. Yeah. All right, I just got to open up my K now. Hold As on. you open those up, I'm going to do a little, uh, I'm going to riff a little bit. Uh, we talked last week about Please a little do. bit of food science behind uh, my matchup here, where we've got classic puffs versus classic pebbles. And I've done, I've been a big advocate of pebbles, um, just in the fact of you know, like ratio you can fit to a spoon. Um, but puffs hold up much better soggy. I'm going to do a deep dive um, science wise in this and some food science this week. So keep an eye out on the Instagram. That's, again, that's here's a podcast. You're happy now. No apostrophe, no question mark. Welcome. All our new fans. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it, to be honest. And it, what, uh, I know, what I know you're going to whip out. What other podcast do you get to tune into where in the first four minutes? We're just going to eat. That's that's all and we're doing. Nick, we're trying to get this under an hour, so we got to eat quickly. All right, I'm ready. So I'm doing uh, special good red berries okay. first, I believe. Pour in the milk. Reese's puffs. I just want to give you a quick visual on the milk here. Yeah, I wish. Like, I, I wish that. Oh, I, I think I go very little. Oh! Look how, how much dry. <laughs> you know, Drop look the how computer. much. Look how, yeah, I'm trying to show you mine. It's, it's it's there. This is not good. This is great radio. Whoa! <laughs> it's great radio. Almost dropped my computer and mic. All right, I'm digging in. I'm doing. I'm doing hey, a little hey, mix. Cheers. Up. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. It's good cereal. I mean, the first pour when you open a new box of cereal too is always the best. So good. This is a great cereal. Yeah. Mm. What about so, puffs? Can I say the? I'm call? getting a lot of, a lot of side cereal up in my gums. One complaint with puffs. 
And I didn't put too much milk. It's over milked. It's over milked. My milk is good. What I'm liking a lot about this is it's such a good sweet to not sweet ratio for me. Mm-hmm. That's important. I guess my question is whether that belongs in the final two. You know what I mean? Well, I guess, I mean, it's all just a question of criteria. For me, like, this is my go-to cereal. Yeah. It's your lunch pail cereal. Mm-hmm. It's lunch pail with milk. It's roughage. The texture's good. I would, I'm, I'm pleased with it being here, I will say. I do think, though, these guys are in such different genres of cereal that's kind of, it's very difficult. Yeah. Like, the pseudo-healthy one versus the, like, you know, true corporate sugar giant, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll get more into this in my food science, but take note, we're a minute in. Mm-hmm. I have over-milked. Let's listen to this. There's a crunch. The crunch is still the there. It wasn't... It's still there. The That's puff. true. You're still a cruncher. Don't, don't, don't question me. I'm going to say, check this out. This must be the new recipe because I got I got a full strawberry here. How long has that been in the freezer? I, it doesn't bother me. That's the thing. It's like I'm eating... I was going to ask you. I'm sampling that. What's your go-to add-in to cereal? I don't add anything. Like never a banana, no. never a strawberry? No, Maybe I would add something to like Cheerios because it's so bad, you know. Mm. Um, but no, I don't. Just I go with the you recipe, God-given recipe. He designed them this way for a reason. God Mr. Made Kellogg, cereal. yeah, God made cereal. Yeah, this is good. You know, my first reaction to this is um, my first review from this bowl. Reese's Puffs really good, held up really well to the sog. Aftermilk pretty good. There's just, it's, there's like not quite enough chocolate. It's just, it's a lot of peanut butter. Maybe that was just the bowl. Mm. Maybe that's just the bowl I had. Is that how you remember it? Like, do you remember it being like a perfect No, lunch? well, I just remember it. It's a good flavor. It's delicious. I know I would, I would have Reese's Puffs over like peanut butter crunch every day of the week. But mm-hmm. let's see what hold, how it holds up to the uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, bowl two. I'm pouring milk. Yeah, I'm going to try to do similar amount of milk just so I I can be honest with the viewer here. And again, the the difference is like, as I'm pouring this milk, again, we'll get into this food science, like the cereal is not, it's not rising. It just sits there. It's incredible. Yeah, mine, well, I I also want to give a quick review of Special K. I'm digging in. Great consistency. I didn't eat a ton. It wasn't a huge Mm. bowl, which I think probably makes the difference. After milk, very plain. I will say that much. Um, But... Ratio of sweet to, to crunch to bran was fantastic. Now I'm going in for CTC. Mm. A much fuller palate in Fruity Pebbles. Oh, man. You, know, you, you don't really think... It's not even close. It's not even close. You, I'm not sure it's... Cl- These are good. Mm. See, these are fading with the milk. That's the bummer. These guys stay so strong. This is closer than I thought it would be. I think it's less close than I thought it would be. I, I really thought Special K Red Berries was going to be like the the foundational, you know, like just just the... The basics, just fundamental basketball. Yeah, the team that plays Layups great defense. Good... It doesn't compete. I love that team, though. Like, I love the team that plays good defense. Yeah, but all the other team needs is a good offensive rebounder. It all falls apart. You know? That's why the Bulls were so good, right? Because of Robin? You shut your fucking mouth about the Bulls. You know shit about the Bulls, dude. No, no, shit about cereal. See, this is a bummer. Fruity Pebbles are disappointing you. No, they're not. It's way closer. But we're near the end of the bowl now. I overmilked. And they're fighting. Like, they're fighting a good... They're fighting a big... Ooh, you just spilled a lot. They're fighting a good fight. But it's, uh... 
They're really floating around in there, too. No, they're not. I overmilked. The difference between these is they're still in it. You know? Yeah. You and I definitely have some serious milk differences, because look at mine. Yeah. That's how much milk I have left. Yeah, no, it's a, and that's you the right know? amount of milk for a cinnamon toast crunch. And I think it's the right amount of milk for cereal. I think it's in. I think I need to change some things about myself. We're learning a lot about ourselves mm -hmm. through this, which is good. We should have done smaller bowls. Oh, 100%. This is, this is a decent amount of food. Mm. All right, I, I know my answer. I have my answer. Yeah, I got mine too. All right. Review of Fruity Pebbles. Um, really strong off the bat. Um, really strong. For fresh pour, fresh spoon, the first 30 seconds of Fruity Pebbles was unreal. And I think if you're, if you're going small bowl size, Fruity Pebbles uh, could easily be a number one. Um, because you're just you're just living in crunch town. You're living in crunch town. They're soaking up the milk. Because I over-milked that bowl, and I have very little milk left. I, I, didn't, I didn't drink any of it to do anything. So they did work. Mm. They went to town. They put up... They were the Spartans at Thermopylae. Um, unfortunately, when we're talking big bowl test, BBT, talked about it last week, if I'm eating cereal during a breakup. <laughs> like, both of us be like... <laughs> just, like, doing, like, silent... Trying to do silent burps through <laughs> The pebbles won't stand up. Um, and uh, <laughs> Reese's Puffs, although I think they fell a little short flavor-wise, they held up so much better with the milk. They they come out on top. So it's it's Reese's Puffs for me. Close battle, close battle. Wow. Yeah. I I wasn't sure I wasn't sure that's what I was gonna expect. I actually sort of thought you were gonna go fruity pebbles before we came into this, you know. God, so did I, because I I was worried that I was <clears throat> pre kind of preset on Reese's Puffs, so I really was trying to focus on. I'm focusing, and when that bowl of Reese's Puffs didn't blow me away the, quite the way I thought it would, but it just, for someone who typically overmilks their cereal, that ability to kind of maintain that subtle crunch, we'll dive into this with food science, uh, it's big for me. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, I'll go sim similarly. I, I came in, I think, with a little bit of a bias towards Special K Red Berries, mm. thinking, like, this is going to be my foundational cereal. It's a workhorse. It's tough. I love the the I like how it's rough, but I like how it's the sweetness to it. it you know, it gets soggy, but not, it doesn't really get as soggy as say like a cornflakes to me. Yeah, I think it's brannier. And cinnamon toast crunch, you know, like I don't eat it as much, so I don't I don't I don't think about it. But let me just say, there's a reason it was a one seed. Yeah, and there's a reason why um, people love it so much. And it was it just. It was it was demolished. Yeah, it was it was delicious, and the crunch factor stayed the entire way through. I think I undermilked, which I generally like, so I think the crunch sort of stays for most cereals. But even more, the after milk is amazing, um, and the flavor is just like it's pretty intense, yeah. but not in a way that's overpowering. And I sort of thought I was going to go that way, thinking like it's just too much, like too not, sugary, too much coating. It's not. It's not. So it's very good. I got it. You know, it's the taste you can see. That's my winner. Keegan, what have you been thinking about? In my brain of the week. week. Uh, I'm had a weird thing happen recently, and I'm kind of curious just to see if any of our listeners have had the same thing happen to them, which is that when I, somewhere around me moving back to Vermont, um, my iPhone volume changed, where it's like it suddenly has started working again. Like maybe my phone was operating at half volume capacity. But recently, my phone has just been so fucking loud. And like... Maybe I'm just waking up at different times of the day. So all of my alarms mm. that I was used to waking up for are set to like, you know, 4.30 or 5 whenever I was waking up during the school year working. And now when I'm waking up at 7.30 or 8, I'm getting like the different type of alarm. And I'm just noticing that that's a louder alarm. I don't know what ha what's happening, but it's flustering me. Because my iPhone is a million times louder than it was when I was living in Texas. You've historically had some iPhone issues too, right? With volume and like GPS and all sorts of stuff yes. like that, right? Yeah, my iPhone hates me. Yeah, my phone hates me. It could it could have something to do with that. You're getting more sleep now, and it's like fuck that. Let's wake him up. Uh, but it's weird. I, I've never had anything like it where it's like a clear difference in uh, in maybe it's alarm type, but it's volume. It's it's just way louder now, and I hate it. I hate it. So it's like being. Sh yeah. I like the. I I'm a type of guy. I mean, I know I look like a very kind of strong, ripped. Uh, chiseled guy yeah. who he likes like hot guy. yeah like a tip you know, like you know traditionally hot who likes getting kind of roughed up by his alarm but I kind of I'm a gentle alarm guy I like a gentle alarm um, that kind of soothes me awake 
um, as opposed to shoots me out of bed. Because, um, as you know, with my history with authority, I don't do well with that. I don't do well with, with that type of authority. The alarm signifies Yes. It. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I crave it. I need to be shot out of bed. Yeah, see, like, I don't, I don't react to fire alarms for that reason. I need the slap in the face. Yeah. It's time to get it. You need the cold water. I need it. I love it. Yeah, and I'm not a big... I think the off. thing is, like, I'm not a big go-back-to-sleep guy. People are different. People love that. No, but if I'm... Yeah, if I'm shocked awake, then I am, like, that wasn't a fun experience of going back to sleep. If I'm soothed awake, then mm. I'm much more, like, that was a soothing wake-up. It would be so easy to fall back asleep. I can't do that. I gotta... It's time to wake up. Time to, time to put bread on the table. Time to be a traditionally handsome man. It's time to go out there and be a, a traditionally handsome yeah, man. Yeah, it's time for that. <laughs> it's time to go be objectively hot in the world it's time for that yeah this is a big video game episode we probably should have said that right at the bat if you don't like video games fuck off i actually think it's probably smarter that we waited this long <laughs> yeah it's true yeah if you in case we tested people, people with 10 minutes of, of us eating cereal yeah and now it's like time to get into video games psych you're already yeah. too far gone to this leave. is just you guys spending a saturday morning with us in our old apartment which is you eat cereal we all wake up at the same time nick goes back to bed a couple times we come out we all eat cereal together and then we play video games on the couch it's the and I think that's a yeah. very good it, segue into this. At some point, we'll, we'll argue. We'll break out into savage argument. Um, so we're talking about video games. We're gonna go into it with a news with an article that I just found, which will kind of segue us in. Um, see how I hi- I hijacked your segue. Um, yeah, you really did. We're, I read this article of six video games that should be Netflix shows, um, and I'm just pulling up that list now. And I just started on it because i took issue with it already which was like why netflix like why does it have to be a netflix show why can't it be an hbo show or an amazon show or hulu or any of the other like i don't know why netflix is suddenly i mean you're anti-netflix yeah i I just don't i'm not anti-netflix i enjoy netflix like i'm watching netflix shows it's not like the bar there's no way it's the bar Right. For, you don't want Netflix to be like the Kleenex of tissues, where it's like all streaming is just Netflix. Yeah, I just like don't because I, Netflix isn't isn't the standard. Is. Yeah, it's not at all. Like I I think that there are like a couple good movies that I've seen. I think the difference is there are a couple good movies and some good shows that I've seen on Netflix. But there are yeah. so many good movies and good shows that have been produced by like Amazon, where I Hulu and Hulu, where I have to think about. The fact that they are Amazon shows. Whereas with Netflix, it's always in my head of like, that was a good Netflix movie. Whereas Amazon for me, it's like, well, that was just a good movie. Oh, and it was produced by Amazon. Cool. Yeah, they've got a great studio. I think maybe it's that like Netflix just like snatches up IPs and like makes shows, which is why everyone's hopping on it. But um, my thought was just like, I I, I have mixed feelings on it. Because also, I think they have a very specific style of show that they make. Like Netflix. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, like, they, it's just the same, like, grabs you. And that's my issue that I take with this, is there's a lot of writing in this article of, like, well, maybe they do it this way, or maybe they do it that way. And, like, as if they'd make it any different than any of their other shows, which is, like, make it catchy and gritty and then, like, not really focus on the story, which is what most video game adaptations do, which is why they fall short. So I, I just had... I went into it not wanting any of them um and the games they list are like grand theft auto 5 awesome game one of the one of the best games of all time really amazing rockstar games does awesome stuff like would it be a good show probably not like i don't trust anyone to make that like that game into a show nor should it should it be made into a show like i don't really understand that we can get into that kind of towards the end um yeah i'll let you finish the list before i i i cheated and i looked and i'm uh, fallout fallout is uh like a post-nuclear apocalypse um you wake up in a bunker you kind of explore the world and it's kind of like it's set in the 1950s so there's kind of that there's like a 1950s kind of cheerful backdrop to it it's it's a cool game um the they describe it as like making it as a low budget thing a low budget show and like making that the point of it and it just like would never works like they make shows that look great and are like have great production value and they just like don't have good stories um bloodborne i played some of that i just like don't know why people would want that show god of war like they talk about god of war is a good story they talk about they compare it to like 1917 
making like a I one saw shot. That. Great movie, not comparable to God of War. The only comparison, it's not even close. The only comparison is that there's two people walking across a World War One battlefield, and there's two main characters in God of War. This is the only difference, and that just like wouldn't work at all. Not just because it works for one doesn't mean it works for another one. Um, so, and I'm a I'm a huge one shot cinematography guy. I love it. I think that's the coolest thing in film. But it would just be so fucking dumb to do that for God of War. I thought we were going to disagree on that. Because I also... Whatever. No. That's actually the one I feel... I feel really strongly anti all of these so yeah. far. Until maybe one. Which I'll let, I want to let you finish. And then can we go back and I'll say totally. why I feel so negatively about God of War. But then also GTA and Fallout for the same reasons. Like all, all of them started for the same reasons. Yeah. But you continue. Well, that kind of does... I haven't played Animal Crossing. I've heard it's great. So I have no idea what it would be like as a TV show. But it... It comes. It all comes back to my kind of overall feeling about this, with one exception, um, which is like I don't think video games should be made into movies or TV shows. Like it's kind of a broad. Like I just don't think that it works. The track record would su- support. That. Yeah, the track record works, and it's also just like I think it undermines the job that video game developers have of developing narratives. Which is like when you experience a video game story, you're what makes it special is that you're the person who's fulfilling it. You're not observing it, like you're in it. It's a it's a medium, it's a storytelling medium. It's not just it's not the same as TV. If you're watching it on TV, you're observing this, like you're watching it happen. And like the two just don't translate. And I don't think it's really fair to treat them as something that you can just go back and forth. I don't understand why there's this need for people to like play a video game through and then also need to watch it happen in front of them i don't understand that the one exception for me is last of us which is a game that is i got a huge argument with my brother about this where he was arguing that like there are other video game stories that are also as good as last of us and he used the witcher as an example which was just made into a netflix show i made it through like three episodes of it and didn't finish it because i just like the pacing of it was totally off but the difference in that like a game like Last of Us is like a show while you play it. Like you're playing it and you feel like you're in a movie or you're in some story that doesn't feel like you're pressing buttons. It feels like these things are happening organically and you're a part of them, which is why it's one of, it's my favorite game of all time. And why I think the fact that they're making it an HBO show, I somewhat feel okay with it because um, like I trust them to know what makes that story important and to understand that it's not like, the fact that they jump off buildings and they do super cool stuff, but that it is focused on this relationship between these two people and like how alive their world is and what that world looks like is a huge influence on it. So that's kind of my feeling on it is like none of these games should be made into movies except for Last of Us, which should be a TV show. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you say that though, because like I think a lot of the well, yes, like I think Last of Us has such a compelling storyline that it would obviously make a great TV show or mm-hmm. movie or whatever because it's so well done, it's so well written and all that. But I, I just really liked your thing earlier about like, just because something is good doesn't mean it should be adapted for TV or the movies, yeah. right? Like, like there are different mediums for a reason, and I think when they do that, I agree with you that it sort of shortchanges video games' ability, and this is why I think God of War for me, like... Yeah, it's a great story. It's a similar arc to Last of Us, which, like, it came out after Last of Us was first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's someone who's finding redemption and fatherhood and that kind of stuff. And that's a great theme. Right. But it shortchanges the fact that, like, you get involved, or I should speak for myself, that I get involved so much with God of War, a game that I really loved, because it's, like, a perfect mix of, like, feeling like you're in control or being in control, and that's why you get so attached to the character, where I feel like watching it would be fine, but after playing it, you'd be like, this isn't the same. Like, I'm not him. I got to go out of my world and, like, live as this really angry god who destroys things. Right. Like, it's not real, but also, like, it's not going to be as fun for me to just watch that because I built this relationship. And that's the same thing I feel like with, like, Fallout or GTA V. Like, the flexibility and being able to do what you want in those games and feel like you're in control of every situation mm-hmm. and making decisions is what's so fun about that. Right. And, like, translating that to TV just, to me, is, like, sort of a ridiculous, like, because this was a good thing that people liked, we need to make it a TV show. And I feel that way about books, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think enough credit gets made to... I just started watching, and this is very different. Um, did you read Normal People no. by Sally Rooney? It's a really short novel about two people who fall in love 
that's about it. They're kids, and they have a you know a romance that goes up and down over their mm-hmm. lives. Um, they've made it into a very sexy TV show, but nothing really happens in the book, right? right? It's like all about their in, internal feelings for each other, and I liked it. I liked the show fine. Like I think people, I think critically, people are really liking it. But after the first two or three episodes I watched last night, I was kind of just like, "There's no need for this." Like I had this great image in my head of what this was, and sure, like they make Harry Potter and, and Lord of the Rings into movies that are great, and like I think add to the lore of this or to the to the story and push it forward. Mm-hmm. For this, I was kind of just like, you know, there's some things that work really well in the medium they're in because they allow you to have a relationship right. with it in a specific way. Video games, 100% being that, right. Because you have control, you bond with these people and feel like you're a part of it. Where it's like, why would you try to do God of War? Like, God of War, obviously, they'd have cool effects and all that stuff. But it just, it wouldn't be the same. And I, and I think that would feel shortchanged no matter how well done it is. Right. And I think there's, a, there's another issue, which I'll touch on before we move on, which is just, um, like, when you, I think people look at games like Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2, which is another one of my top games of all time. Amazing. Um, as like games that have great stories, but the problem with those games, looking at them purely from a narrative standpoint, is like, what story are you talking about? Are you talking about the main storyline? Are you talking about any of the really touching side storylines? Same issue with The Witcher, like a huge game, bigger than either of those games. And again, does a million different storylines, which are all done incredibly well. But then what? Do, which one do you choose for your show? How do you then flesh that out? Like, the main storyline's probably too long. How do you flesh out a smaller storyline to fill up a show? What do you do with the fans that aren't happy with that storyline and think it should have been another one? Which is why games like The Last of Us, where it is just one... Like, what story are you going to do in The right. Last of Us? You're going to do the story. There's, there are side things, but they're, they're not really side storylines. You experience them. but And that's also done in a very cool way. But, like, there, if I'm in a room with someone who's also really psyched about The Last of Us being made into a TV show, we may be really psyched about different aspects of it in terms of how the characters translate onto the small screen, but we're not going to be excited about, like, different... Sto- we're going to agree on the fact of, like, yeah, this is what they need to focus on. This is what this is how they should do it. Um, and it's it's a, it's a game that is kind of unique in that aspect where it's... Um, just doesn't feel like you're playing a video game at all. So, whatever. Video game movies, stupid. Moving on, I guess. Bad move. Bad well, move. I think that's also... I do think that's a good point, too, though, for, like, Red Dead, which was such an amazing game... Because of the storyline and the gameplay, but also because of, the, like, fishing was so fun. Yes. Right. And I think that's the key, is I think people... I imagine people who would disagree with me or get super defensive of me, like, choosing The Last of Us as opposed to The Witcher or other games as being like, wow, that'll work really well as a show, is I'm not saying... A part of me is saying that I like Last of Us better than any other game. But the part right. of me that that is not... T- like, I could think Last of Us is an amazing game and still be terrified of it being made in a TV show. The reason I'm not terrified of it being made into a TV show that differentiates it from The Witcher or a different game is the fact that I think that it was made in a way that translates very easily to that. You know, yeah. and that's it can all it be is. standalone in a certain way. I agree totally, and people have already turned it into a movie by like playing it on a certain mode where there's no HUD, and you just play. Yeah. And it, it it would feel it, there's it's people are wrong when they say that other games feel that way because they, they just don't. And that's my that's my two cents. If you think that you're an idiot, yeah, I'm not gonna. We don't have the time for me to argue about it. I did. I do think it's a fantastic game. We had different. We had different relationships with God of War. Yes, true. Which for me felt that way very much. Yes. Um. Yeah. But I agree with you that it wouldn't translate in the same way, and it's going to. They're going to make Jason Momoa Kratos. Like it's going to happen. Right. Right. How are they? Not, of course they're going to do it. It's too tempting not to. But we can go on to a next video games. Let's do it. Our next. Our next segment. segment. We're hey. We're only ten minutes behind schedule. We're crushing it. Which is pretty good. We can pick up some yeah, time. Yeah, oh, we're going to gain it back. We're going to get it back. Um, so w- the reason we're focusing on video games for this episode, this is something we, we decided we were going to focus on like months before doing the podcast. And then weeks before quarantine hit, we were still on the same page. And now that quarantine hit, we're very much on this mode of like one of the fun things about quarantine has been the fact that everyone who was thinking about getting a video game system or was super against it now has one. And it's kind of a fun 100%. situation for those of us that like video games where it's like now we know. Now you come to us for help, okay? Like now you need us. Um, when you were drinking and having <laughs> yeah. unprotected sex. Yeah, I was studying the blade. I was studying the blade. Yeah, exactly. 
And I, I just think that it's fun. I don't think anyone who's like, oh, man, too many new people playing video games. Everyone who plays video games is psyched and likes other people playing video games. Um, yeah, it's a form. But there's, there are some dynamics that some of us have had years of practice with that many of you don't know. And that's the politics of having a video game console if you're not living by yourself. If that thing is in the main room, everybody's experiencing the video game you're playing. And so there's some, yep. you know, so we're going to touch on some. Not everyone's going to want to have you playing Warzone all the time just sucks it sucks i wish i wish it wasn't that way but some roommates are not going to want you yelling at 12 year olds as they're trying to like you know make a meal plan for the week they're not gonna they're not gonna want that so we're gonna touch on some i think the added complication just to add something quickly is that there's also not that many games that you can just play with people that you live with anymore yes yes this is very true it's all single player online so it's like you got to figure out how how you're gonna do it right one option you can do is get your roommates invested in the video games you play so, from my personal experience, I had a roommate, um, not Nick, who was not in video games at all. Did not like them. I thought that I think took enjoyment out of them, but just prioritized other things way higher. Um, and how I ended up roping him into my web of lies was I we bought FIFA, and we decided that we were going to co-manage an ultimate team. So I would play, we would assemble it together, we'd make all uh, team politics and kind of team acquisition decisions together. And we would split halves in games so that he would play the first half, I'd play the second half, we'd mix up play styles. Um, and I got him addicted to FIFA, and then he wouldn't get mad at me for playing video games. It was a fantastic play. It was, you know, it wasn't always rosy. No. You guys had your tiffs. No, because the team came first. The team always came the first. The team came first, but it was that was a beautiful thing to witness as you guys shared an activity, like father and son. Yes. Um, to me, what <laughs> the politics of it quickly, just thinking of, the way our living situations went like because it's so focused on the one screen and obviously one of the most beautiful parts of video games is binging video games just playing for hours and hours that it was gonna take up time that like the archetypes of who everyone is came out really fast Mm -hmm. of like there's big brother little brother relationships just happened very naturally with video games where for me who's someone who's like is a big brother honestly but never had video games like i grew up just like watching my friends play and being totally content with that. So a lot of my Saturday mornings would be sitting on the couch watching you and our other roommate crush FIFA while he was locked in and you were sort of like standing behind him being like, I'm going to clean up the mess when it's over. Yeah, well, it's how I think it's how many of us learn how to Very be, little brother, you know, big brother. younger sibling, older it's, it's where we learn those dynamics, you know? Yeah. I, I have such vivid yeah, memories of like making pancakes, going to play Dynasty Warriors in the guest room with my brother, you know? Just it's a dream. Yeah, you know, I let him play at the same time as me, and that was a huge mistake in hindsight. You know, I yeah. messed up the power dynamic. I think another strategy you could take is my strategy, which is being bad at video games. Yes. This is an easy which one. Which I think, this is an easy one. You're new at video games, you're bad, and you're impulsive. Sort of go for the, uh, you know, the humor, being laughed at more than being laughed with strategy, and which for me always manifests in a lot of, like, all-for-nothing situations where I've, like, worked really really hard to get to somewhere in a video game people have been watching they're like don't love watching me play because i'm not very good but like i blunder a Mm -hmm. lot and i finally made it to the end and i screw something up and everything goes it was all for nothing and that happened this morning i was playing mlb the show a new game that i'm really liking because i miss baseball um and i was pitching a no hitter with tom glavin against the cubs into the ninth in order to win unrealistic would never happen carrie wood yeah tom glavin 1998 tom glavin was incredible Either way, I pitched a no-hitter into the ninth, gave up a hit, was bummed, still psyched that I won the game, and, you know, spent an hour and 15 minutes playing, only to realize I was playing on the wrong setting, and that it was all for nothing. Yeah. I took a game into the bottom of the 14th to accidentally shut off the game and lose um, after playing for an hour and a half. In Madden My Player, I created a My Player who lost the Super Bowl on a glitch. Keegan was there, so he can back me up. I'm not just making excuses. And then I tried to hold out for a better contract, and my player was automatically retired after being an MVP and Super Bowl MVP, even though he lost the game. Yeah. So yeah. those I'm moments, uh, I think, definitely keep you with the controller in your hand and, and people watching you, yes. even though you're it's not always fu- It's always fun to have someone to laugh at, you know, and it's for your roommates who are good at video games. The worse you are, the more they'll let they'll want to let you play because they want, they want you exactly. to get better. I always wanted you to get better, Nick, so that one day I could lean on you. Um, and it's also a nice reminder of how happened. good they are, you know. And it's with the next one we're going to get into, which is Warzone. 
for it, Warzone's a game, a funny game because it's like a game that a lot of people just bought because it's or just purchased because it's free. Um, with FPS, with first-person shooters, it's just so obvious the people that didn't play them growing up because it's just like a whole set of skills um, that people are just completely clueless of. Like that, and it's just hilarious. You know, it's like when I am in when I'm playing Warzone or any game. Like, I remember so vividly in, like, first or second grade playing the first Call of Duty and having one of the hints be, always remember to reload your, you know, your gun after a gunfight so that you don't run out of ammo. So I, every time I fire in that game, reload. Like, it's just, I get in a fight, reload. Get in a fight, reload. And I play with people like Nick where it's like you're running around with seven bullets left in, like, a hundred, you know, a hundred bullet magazine. And you're not checking your corners. You're not looking at the roof. Like, you're standing still when you shoot. You're throwing a flashbang when you're trying to hurdle over, like, a window. Um, you're not yeah. the only one like that. But it's just a set of skills that some people just you just don't you just don't have. Look, and that's sort of my beef with Warzone. Is like, look, I definitely don't have those skills. I've, at times, gotten better at those skills and then only to lose them again. Um, my beef with Warzone is, like, I miss a lot of... The original Call of Duty online was so much better for someone like me. Yeah. Where you come in a lot. If you're playing by yourself, like, you can still sort of have some action where it's not too all for nothing. Where in Warzone, like, I'll drop in when I'm playing alone, not see anyone for 25 minutes, then just get shot in the head or run over with an ATV. And I'm like, well, that was all so lame. And in Call of Duty, I'm, just, I'm back in. Yeah. And it's hard to play that game by yourself, I feel you like. Just gotta, you just gotta buy the rest of the game. It's perfect for you. I guess I just because I because here's because I bought like the Call of Duty beforehand and played it and liked it. I I don't really like. No one re- like I don't dislike Call of Duty, but like I know what it is. Um, yeah. I prefer other games to it for the most part, just because it my the the death cycle of Call of Duty is usually wow this is super fun. Then it's like yeah this is still really fun, and then it's like. I take I don't play it for two days. I'm like yeah, I actually don't miss that at all. I'll play a game that I kind of find more rewarding. The the rest no of it way is the same. Anyone's favorite. The game. rest of it is well. I think there are people out there who is their favorite game, but there are a lot of people playing right now who I think think it's their favorite game, who I think would benefit from other games. Fair. Tell so us. So I I I'm got a blog coming out either today or tomorrow about like your Warzone playstyle and what game you should actually be playing. And so you should, if you've played Warzone at all, you should be able to recognize all of these people. Um, if you like sliding around, if hitting the slide in Warzone and coming up underneath someone and your gun's under their chin and you're just parkouring on walls and wall running and sliding, you got to play Apex Legends. I've never played it and I have no desire to play it um, because it's actually very similar to Warzone in a lot of ways. But, hey, people like it and you could too. So you should try that game instead. Do you love... I've played it a few times, and I like it for that. Yeah, you slide around. Titanfall, another great one. Lots of sliding in Titanfall. Sliding. Yeah, it's a great Nick game. If you're like Nick, you'd love Titanfall too. If you love switching weapons, if you're one of those guys who just like, I got a sniper rifle, and I'm going to switch to my pistol, and I'm going to switch to submachine gun, and I'm just doing a lot of switching back and forth, you got to play Counter-Strike, which is an oldie but a goodie. It's one of the first shooters I ever played. It's famous for its competitive scene, and it's infamous because every gun follows a random but identical recoil pattern and they have terrible cheaters. Uh, but <laughs> the fastest way to get from one gun to another is just to switch. And what I mean by you're like, obviously there's like the most powerful sniper rifle in the game. It's just quicker to go down the scope, switch to your pistol, switch back to the sniper rifle. It's faster to do that than unscoping the sniper rifle. So for you weapon switchers out there, counter strike. Um, if you are in call of duty Warzone and you love to carry C4 and spam crouch, uh, one, I hope you die alone. What is a spam crouch? Spam crouch is when you just go up and down. You just go up and down, or you're like you're you're crouching and you're doing this all while you're shooting. You're crouching, you're hitting prone, so you're lying on the ground, you're standing up. It's like the most infuriating thing to play against in the world. If you like that, then you should play Rainbow Six Siege, which is throwing C4 is big in that game because you're blowing open walls and people just love tossing C4. But also, that's the wiggle. That's the you lean back and forth. There's no leaning in Warzone, but in Call of Duty, people spam, crouch, and lean. So they're just going, just going back and forth like this, <laughs> and it's and it's also infuriating. And you guys belong together. Um, if you love the Gulag, the Gulag is something that Warzone did really well. Um, 
which is this like buy-in back into the game once you die. It's a 1v1. You usually have like a kind of shitty gun, so either it's a pistol or a shotgun. Um, I don't think there's any machine guns, and you've got to beat this one guy in this kind of small space. If you like this game, um, or you like doing that, this is kind of going to be an untraditional choice that many saw coming, which is you should play Hunt Showdown, which is a game that came out relatively recently. Nick, you've seen me stream it once. It's on PC okay. and PS4, and it's an, a 19th century game. It's not a battle royale, but it's basically like you go in with your friends as a team, and there's 10 other teams on the map, and you're hunting these bounties, big map, and there's zombies, and there's monsters, and you're hunting these big monsters. You've got to kill the monster, get the bounty, get off the map, and everyone else is trying to find the bounties and kill you as well. So there's a mix of fighting AI and people. It takes place in the 19th century, so you're working with, like, really shitty weapons. Very similar to the Gulag. Very, It's a lot of, like, manipulating around spaces and flanking people and hitting shots that are difficult to hit. You'd love it. Not a traditional choice, but I'm proud of it. Yeah, I was going to say, that I haven't heard much about that one. Usually you're sort of on the, on the cutting it's end. It's niche. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like relatively, it's, it's like a classic PC game that just got released for console. So got it's it. been in development for like two or three years. And they've just like been making it better and better and better. Um, mm. This one goes out. If you love camping in Warzone, if you're one of those people, I know you. This is a big like solo Warzone move is to get your loadout. I'll talk about that later. You get a heartbeat sensor. And you just go in prone in the attic of a small house and you wait for someone else to come up there. That's what I like to do. <laughs> if you do that, then you should be playing PUBG, which is one of the OG Battle Royale. It is the OG Battle Royale game. Um, and that is, like, if you love to camp, that's what you do. The circle moves a little bit slower. Uh, the map is fucking huge. There's no helicopters. You move the speed of a normal person. Um and the game is just entirely waiting in houses and waiting to shoot other people. And it's way more challenging. I played PUBG for a long time on console. You still prefer it to Warzone. Yeah, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that reason in a minute. Okay. Um, if you love getting the high ground, if you're like, I need to be on top of a building with a sniper rifle, you got to play Fortnite. That game is all about getting the high ground. You build a tower, the highest person wins, basically. Oh, and I have one addition, yeah. if, that, if that's of all course. right. Um, if none of this is for you... <laughs> And you prefer farming, and whimsy, mm, uh, and maybe perhaps some magical realism. Yeah, you should, and even more, spending days and days just milking cows and turning their milk into cheese and then selling the cheese. You should really be playing Stardew Valley, which is also all about you know building an incredible little community and and place that makes a ton of money, much like Animal Crossing, but but much more. Minecraft focused on optimization. Uh, so, you know, if the shooting stuff isn't for you, there's always farming and Stardew Nice Valley. Minecraft name drop, by the way. Thank you, Minecraft. OG, OG gamer. Hey, Minecraft is still very yeah, popular. Yeah, little hear. brother plays a lot of Minecraft. Tight. Yeah. It's always tight. It's very tight. Um, so <laughs> you, your feeling on Warzone is like you don't like it because it, it feels more punishing than Call of Duty or... Yeah, it feels more punishing. It's like similar reason why. You were well. Can also, we just call a spade a spade? First of all, like you're not good at video games. You're not good at shooting video games. No, I'm not good at shooting video. I'm not good. At video so you, games, so like your experience games. with Warzone is you die a lot. I die a lot, and when that happens, like what I liked about Call of Duty is when you die a lot, you get another chance a lot. You don't have to mm. wait in loading screens yeah. a ton. And like then in Call of Duty, I think the the regular Call of Duty, the learning curve is is quicker. Yeah, like you get into a groove and you get better faster. And this, it's like. It, it, it can it's so much more arbitrary that I think it's hard. Yeah. I like playing with other people, but right. you know, that's harder to do. So I also kind of just like I dislike a game that's very hard to play on your own. Like do you play Warzone alone? I have a little bit. No. Yeah. It's well, so I agree with you. So I mean it's tough. We're talking about a game mode because like Call of Duty scratches the itch right. that you still want. Um in like a ridiculous way. Um and but I need I need a lot of yeah. turnover. I mean and so like they've got a they've got a playlist on Call of Duty right now called Shipment which is like this tiny map, and they just made it 10v10. It was 5v5, now it's 10v10. And it just is That's like, cool. you'd love it. I fucking hate it. It's like having a seizure at the same time as whatever else you're doing. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not like tactical, my face so hurts. I, I my need face a lot of hurts because I played it yesterday. Yeah. Um, the, the big, so I think the big complaint, my big complaint with Warzone, because it does a lot of things well, like um, 
a lot of things feel really good. Like it feels really good and there are elements of it that are really fun. But the whole thing is marketed as a battle royale, um, which is like everyone drops in, has an equal chance of winning, circle closes. At the end, there's one person left. Um, For me, it's like falls short of that. It's not a great representation of like battle royale because the biggest thing is like there's a few things, but the big one is the fact that you can get your loadout. So the loot boxes, there are these loot boxes that drop in Call of Duty and you can run up to them and you select your loadout that you've set with guns you've unlocked and different perks and you can use that loadout for the rest of the game. And what that means is like you run with your ideal class. Now in like Battle Royale, everyone always has a favorite gun. They always have a favorite gun. There's always something they're looking for. But the difference is that like if you make it into the final circle in Call of Duty, you you found a loadout drop. You're running with your ideal setup. And like while that's cool, if you play PUBG, you make it to the final circle. Maybe you have amazing gear, but maybe you've only found like there's RNG. So like kind of randomly generated stuff, like a random chance that this is going to spawn there, that's going to spawn there. So I might run one path, one game, and I might end up with really good gear. I might run the same path the next game and end up with terrible gear. You end up in the final circle, you still have to make do with it. And there's like a really rewarding aspect to the game of like, I'm just doing what I can do to like with what I've got. And that's a huge part of Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole thing in like the original Battle Royale movie, right? Is like, everyone ends up with a random weapon and they do the best. Like someone ends up with samurai sword. Someone's got an Uzi like, and they're doing their thing. And if I end up in a final circle in PUBG and I get killed by someone because they've got a ghillie suit and a really good sniper rifle, I'm like, fuck. All right. Well, that guy fought his way to one of the few loadouts, got lucky with what was in that loadout and then managed to survive to the end of the game. They went a lot for that gear. If I get killed by someone who's like got the akimbo snake shot and like an insane sniper rifle with a thermoscope and Call of Duty. It's like that guy just found a loadout drop. He built that beforehand. Didn't he didn't earn that. that. The, the other the other thing yeah. is I don't think it's a friendly game for people like you, who like it's so hard to win a game of Call of Duty. You if in PUBG you can win a game with two kills. Not saying that it's super fun, but it's like it's a huge map. There's lots of ways to play. There's lots of each game can go a million different directions. You might see a ton of people, yeah. you might see nobody, and that change in pace is like super frenetic and it's cool. And so when it's like when it's low, when the, when there's not a lot happening, you're tense because it's like things could blow up at any second. And when it's popping off, it's really popping off. In Call of Duty, you're not going to win a game if you get less than like eight kills. Like there's no way to go through a game of Call of Duty which isn't just like running into people right and left. And while that's fun for a little bit. It's not really a like it's it's just it's just different than other battle royals and some people might love it but if you love that rush of like making final 2 in Call of Duty then you should try one of these other battle royale games like PUBG or like Hunt or Tarkov or there's just a million games that do this to a little bit of like a more intense degree and it's super rewarding it's it's awesome that's kind of my that's kind of yeah. my big problem with it is it's like it's a battle royale but like it's not really you know it's missing some Look, big I mean, elements. Yeah, you're right. That's what, what are you talking about? Like, that's what's wrong with society. Some people just get to pay their way in to win Call Right, and I mean, there's... And you know, it's not truly random. There's no veil of ignorance. Yes. We don't need to talk about this no. on the pod, but I'm saying, like, that, that is a bummer to know that, like, I don't have any good shit. Like, I already know I'm never going to win Call of Duty because it's hard and people are so good at it, and especially knowing that, like, someone's going to get all of their high-powered shit I'm going to be stuck with nothing. Yeah, and to be fair, you can also get high-powered shit. You can get your high-powered shit. It won't be totally, as leveled totally. up as theirs, right? But like, um, yeah. but that's fundamentally not sort of. But fair but what you're doing right is now. you're just kind of simulating this. This basically what you're doing is you're randomizing an arena, right? Like the circle is going to close randomly, and you're randomizing what points people are going to start at because you don't know who's coming from what area to make circle. But you're doing a randomized multiplayer match with each person's favorite loadout that's what you're testing and like that might be super fun for you but if you're that's not fun for you there are other games out there where it's more like i need to make it to the end of this game like and it's kind of fun to live through that where you're like man you look back back at a game and you're like man i dropped here i had nothing then i found this guy's body i took all his stuff and then i traversed through here i found this car i beat circle i snuck in here like games are crazy 
Whereas Call of Duty, it's like, you can have crazy games, but it's usually like, well, I died here, and then I won a Gulag match, and I landed on the loadout drop, and then I got my favorite loadout. And it just is, you just lose. There's stuff that you take for granted in Call of Duty because it's handed to you of like, hey, you want your favorite gun? Here it is. Whereas the, the feeling you get from like grinding in another battle royale and like assembling, PUBG is all about like finding weapons attachments. So you finally find a silencer for your gun. You're like, let's go. Like, this is awesome. I'm set to go. I've got a loadout that can win. That's pretty cool because half of it is like the looting. There's not really an incentive to loot at certain point. Like, once you get your loadout in Call of Duty, why are you looting anymore? It's kind of the feeling on it. Yeah. So it's my, it's my two cents. Fun think, game, but better games out there. Stardew Valley. <laughs> you know? If not a, there, yeah. There's tons of... You start... Look, do you start with some inherited wealth? Yes, your grandfather dies. And, and this was episode 65 of Here's the Podcast. Are you happy now? <laughs> um, no, all yeah. about shooting and farming. We'll do all of... All of all of episode 66 yes. will be Yes, that's a, Star- promise. Right? that's a promise. That's a promise. Yeah, I the devil's episode, 6-6. 6-6, six, six. Six, six, we talk about a farming yeah. video game. Yeah, it's I'm big. in. <laughs> that was History Podcast. You're happy now. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed our video game content. Big Video Games 1. If you have video game feelings or thoughts on the episode, hit us up on Instagram at Here's a Podcast. You're happy now. No apostrophe, no uh, question mark. We do a lot of video content now. Um, so it's not you're not just getting pitched episodes on the Instagram you're getting a lot of other we content pivoted. as well yeah we're good at Instagram okay we're good at Instagram we pivoted to be yeah, good we pivoted. at Instagram uh, we love video games so if you want to play video games with us hit us up as always uh, Nick this is, here's a podcast are you happy now episode 65 are you happy now no are you happy now no talk to you next week bye bye bye